Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jacob Albright, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two underway here on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, alongside you for the ride. Jet Chambers producing. The IHOP hotline is open at 869-1240. By the way, uh, can't get enough Chiefs content. Check out Fansided's Arrowhead Addict, a Kansas City Chiefs podcast for free on the Odyssey app. Follow Arrowhead Addict on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we've talked about KU. We've talked about K-State. Happy to jump back into either of those who played games last night. We can do that on the IHOP hotline. Let's talk a little shockers here, Tommy. Uh, we get Richmond tonight here at Charles Cook Arena. They're going to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Charles Cook Arena tonight. I know the snow uh, hampered maybe some shocker fans' plan to get out to a game uh, over the weekend against Norfolk State. This will be a good one. This is the best home game we'll have so far this season. Richmond's at 80 right now in the Ken Palm. They look pretty good out of the Atlantic 10. Should be a good t- contest, good test. I mean, for me, and I know that Wichita State's 107 right now in the Ken Palm. But you get Richmond at home. This is the kind of game we need to see Wichita State win. Like, this is the caliber of you know opponent that we need to see Wichita State beat. When you look inside the Ken Palm, and you look at the American Athletic Conference, this is right in the range where you'll see North Texas, who's at 73, right in the range where we'll see SMU, who's at 86. Uh, Tulane right now is at 99. Wichita State's right there. Um, so you've got in Charlotte's at 123. So you've sort of got this range now of, I think, what should be, and I called it a measuring stick on TV last night, And, you know, FAU and Memphis are are much higher in the rankings. But when we're talking about Wichita State and what we, you know, need to see from them this year, if we want them to finish, you know, near the top, if not better, of the AAC, this is the caliber of opponent they're going to need to be able to beat to accomplish that, and especially at home. So when we look at this Richmond game, Tommy, it feels like that kind of game to me. Like, it feels like this is about the type of team we'll see in the American on the top end this year. Yeah, don't you think that this is probably the best litmus test so far in the early season Mm -hmm. for Wichita State? I mean, you know, like you mentioned, Richmond is 80 in the Ken Palm. Um, where was Liberty at? Was Liberty, when they played in Myrtle Beach, Liberty was much higher up there. They were... 
Yeah, they, I think they were higher at the time, and I'm almost certain they are okay, now. So yeah, they're, they're inside 30, the top yeah, they're, they're 40 now. They're at 39. They're, yeah, they're at 39 right I now. I think they were higher even than – well, you know, no, I do think they were higher, a little bit higher when they played Wichita State. Liberty's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Richmond's as good as Liberty. Yeah. Um, and maybe Liberty's a better look at what maybe like FAU and Memphis will be. But if, if you know, if Wichita State's going to finish third – Right. So if that's fair, if that's what we want to see, maybe if we're being reasonable and we say, okay, maybe not FAU or Memphis this year, but there's not another team in the AAC that we should be thinking about better than Wichita State right now. This is probably about right for the team, especially at home. Like, this is good. This is just right. It's just the right timing in the season. It's, It's good. And we had kind of been waiting on Kenny Poto to take a step forward early in this season. And, you know, not that he hadn't played well early on. I mean, he played fine, but he had 25 points against Norfolk State their last time out. And so, you know, that makes me think that maybe he's broken out a little bit. I don't I don't think we can expect necessarily 25 points against Richmond tonight. But I do think that, you know, having him be assertive and take over the game in that way is going to be important for Wichita State. The thing about Richmond, they've got a seven-footer by the name of Neil Perry, uh, who is really good, averages over 14 points a game. And so they're going to have to battle that. They're going to have to be ready defensively. Uh, and, you know, with Kenny Poto, Quincy Ballard, you know, the, the bigs, they're going to have to really work on defending him well in the post uh, tonight because he's going to be the guy that I, I would imagine Richmond is going to lean on quite a bit for their offense. Rebounding, of course, is going to be extremely important for the Shockers. And I think it's been so much fun to watch the way Colby Rogers has emerged and, and kind of come out as the offensive leader for Wichita State early in this season. And so, you know, a good shooting night from Colby, I think, is going to be essential as well. But I, I'm with you. I do agree that this is going to be a good test, I think, for Wichita State and a good early look on what a lot of their opponents in the American might look like once we get into conference play. Yeah, and and so it's not just this one either. So you've got Richmond. Missouri had a really bad loss, um, so I don't know what to make of Mizzou. It's going to be tough on the road. South Dakota State and Southern Illinois, um, and I ran this last night, and I don't remember off the top of my head, so let me just look them up. South Dakota State's 136. Uh, Southern Illinois is right 138. So you've got those two games. Which is, again, there's going to be a lot of American teams in that range. And then, of course, K-State and KU are going to be uh, much higher. And so you get this stretch of games here where every opponent, Tommy, to me, over the next six, and it's easy to say December, but technically Richmond, of course, falls today, which is still November. But it's this, it's this finish to the non-con where we're going to see six games, and I think these six games represent the AAC pretty well. You'll have, you know, top-end teams with Richmond. Uh, you'll have mid-tier teams, and maybe Mizzou fits at the top end. I'm not sure. You'll, you'll see the middle tier sort of in South Dakota State and Southern Illinois. And then you'll see the top end, K-State and KU. So you sort of get this variety of what the conference will probably bring at Wichita State. And, and let's see how they fare. You know, you look at the only true road game in that stretch— is the Missouri game. The Richmond and Southern Illinois games are true home games. South Dakota State's at Intrust, and then K-State and KU are both uh, at the T-Mobile Center. So I I cannot wait to see these six games. I mean, I think they need to win at least three of them. 
Um, you know, I'd like to see him win more than that. I, I definitely don't want to see him win fewer than that. But I think as we as we make our way to, and they open the conference against North Texas on January 4th, I think, Tommy, by January 4th, we're going to have a pretty good idea of what expectations we should set for the Shockers and the AAC. Yeah, I think 4-2 and two in this next six-game stretch is probably... I think you would take that if you're a Shocker fan. I think that yeah, you're. Means I think you, that you'd be means really you happy win them that. all except for K State and KU. I mean, that's well. Look, I think that you know probably you chalk up Kansas as more than likely a, a loss. I would imagine, um, but then I think that if you split between Kansas State and Missouri, like you get one of them, you know, you. Ooh, you I feel, think Kansas State's going to be tough. I think I think Missouri's winnable. I think Kansas State's going to be tough. Yeah, it's always difficult for the Shockers. It's always difficult to try to apply the transitive property like this team beat this team, so this right. team oh, yeah, beat yeah, that yeah. team. Totally. But I will say that Missouri played Memphis earlier in the season and lost by fifteen. So, and I don't exactly know. And they just had a bad loss at home. Too. Yeah, to Jackson State, they lost at home to Jackson State, which was not good at all for the Tigers. But they got beat by Memphis by fifteen. So, if you are kind of comparing where. You would think Wichita State stacks up in the American compared to Memphis. Then I do think it might be a toss-up game with Missouri. Um, I, think I agree. I totally you know, agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that, that it's definitely a winnable game with Missouri. I think Kansas State is winnable as well. I don't think that it's it's not going to be a cakewalk, but I do think it's winnable uh, for Wichita mm. State. I think that Richmond tonight is winnable for sure. San Diego Absolutely. State, Southern Illinois, and then you're trying to get one That's... of either Missouri or Kansas State. I'm behind the eight ball. I haven't even looked at the line tonight. Give me just a second. We'll take a quick look at that because I'm curious to see. Uh, yeah, Shockers by four. I, I would have guessed, Tommy, I, I, I was just going to say, and this is, I'm not making, I was going to say, I bet the Shockers are favored by four and a half. They're favored by four right now uh, against Richmond. That feels right to me. Um, I, I think they need to win the game tonight. I mean, I, I do. If they don't win the game tonight, then you're looking at a stretch. And look, all of these things are for us to ponder, right? The reality is inside the program, it's like you you really are taking things one game at a time right now. I mean, it's not – we we have fun with this stuff. They're not in there looking at this and, and like, oh, okay, over the – no, they don't, they're not doing that. They don't have time for that. that. That's for us to do. But we will, and it's fun. Um, and it's how we try to – it's how we try to evaluate and, and come up with expectation, which – you know, we took a lot of heat for saying, you know, the second Isaac Brown was gone, that the expectation needs to be at least what Isaac Brown has done, right? And people, some people thought that was ridiculous, but I think it's logical. Um, and and so, you know, in order to do that, in order to then be a top five-ish team in the league, I agree with you. They need to be able to beat Richmond. They need to be able to beat Missouri. You know, yeah. now that's a road game. So we, we do need to point that out, that it is a road game at Mizzou. Um, but I, you know, based on what we've seen so far, Missouri doesn't seem insurmountable. Certainly South Dakota state and Southern Illinois, which state will be favored. And then they won't be favored against Kansas state or Kansas. I, I think Kansas state is a bit much right now. Now, if they blow through these next four and look really good, I may come around to your way of thinking Kansas state, I think is going to be tough for them, but it could be, you know, when you think about Kansas state's and I don't know that we're – are we saying Tyler Perry's their best player? I mean, supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he he was a player in the American last year. So, you know, we, we will see. And and I, I – th- well, well, he was no, a player he in North Texas. a team that is yeah. now in the American. You know what I mean? Um, he was – you know, North Texas now in the American was not in the American last year. But 
it, it, I can't, like, I've been waiting for this for the Shockers all year. Like, I cannot wait for this stretch of games because it will give us a better idea of what to expect in the American. Because right now, I think it's hard to, like, you know, it might be, it's hard for K-State. It's hard for Wichita State, too, to really understand what we, what we want this team to be. Well, and look, I, I think I took some heat, um, and this was after the first game of the season, by saying what I saw from them after they played Lipscomb is a team that could compete for an American Conference title this season. I don't think that's really out of line. I mean, honestly, right now, it's Florida Atlantic, it's Memphis, and then it's probably Wichita State right there. I I haven't haven't seen Florida, I mean Memphis, but I've seen Florida Atlantic. They're they're really good. They're really good. They are good. They are really good. And you know what, Memphis, they, uh, didn't they stumble recently? Didn't they, didn't they have a bad, I haven't. Well, they played. Um, they played Villanova. They lost by thirteen to Villanova. Okay, I'm okay uh, with that on on Friday, right? You know, so um, they've got they played some tough opponents. They they played Arkansas. They played Michigan. Like some high profile opponents, but they lost by sixteen on Friday to Villanova, a top twenty five team. So look, I, I think that Wichita State is right there. I think that. And we're going to have a good look after the next six games right before we get in to conference play. I think at that point you can have some pretty solid expectations on where they finish. Are they the third best team in the American right now? I think, I think yeah, I think they, they probably are. Um, but again, the next six games are going to tell us a lot. So by Ken Palm right now, so again, these are just metrics. And again, they're early season metrics. And don't scoff at them because we know now that Paul Mills loves to look at this too. So Florida Atlantic, Memphis are 1-2, then North Texas, SMU, Tulane, then Wichita State. So the metrics right now have Wichita State as the sixth best team in the American. Now, of course, you have to play these games out, right? And I don't think anybody's going to sit here right now and think Tulane's better than Wichita State. That's just what the, you know, that's just what all the, you know, adjusted offense and adjusted, all, all the stuff that goes into the Ken Palm. So, you know, I, I are they the third best team? I think there's a real I, – I think, you know, right now, absolutely, they are in – that you sh- they should be in the conversation with North Texas and SMU and, I guess, Tulane, um, Charlotte and UAB down there. Like, no, no. They need to be better than those teams. And, and so, for me, like, should they be the third best team in the league? I, I think that that's a reasonable expectation. I think. It certainly was – when the hire of Paul Mills was made, now let's see how they actually stack up and we'll see these games be played. That's why I'm so excited about it. It's like, you know, are we okay in that expectation and what it should be and it being disappointing if they're not there, I guess, right? Like, cause we, like, you gotta have a baseline and I don't, I just don't know where to set the baseline yet. But I think based on what we've seen, our baseline has always been fair, right? They just need to be better than they were a year ago. And with the American losing Houston and Cincinnati, you know, and and the teams that they they lost in the conference, if you're projecting ahead and you're looking at the NCAA tournament, I mean, how many teams realistically are going to get a bid from the American in the NCAA tournament? Obviously, the, the, the conference champion, then maybe one other team is maybe a two bid league. Maybe right now, right? I think it looks like a two-bid league right now. So I I think my point on that is you've got six games coming up. Now, of course, Liberty, uh, we've already mentioned, they are in the top 40 in the Ken Palm. If they stay there, 
you know, that's going to that's gonna be a good matchup. That's going to look like a, I mean, I, get, I, I, don't, I hate saying a good loss, but that's going to look like a better loss, okay. right? You're yeah. losing to a team sure. that's currently yeah. top 40 in, in Kin Palm. But you've got a stretch of six games coming up where, you know, not all of them are, are high profile necessarily, but, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, you know, you've got some high profile matchups that if Wichita State doesn't win the league, I'm not suggesting that these games are going to be the difference maker on whether or not they get an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. But if you can get a couple of notable wins, um, you know, or even a couple of like a quad one loss to Kansas necessarily, like if you add that in there, come tournament time and come resume building time, this next stretch of six games, I think we can look back on on whether or not it makes or breaks a potential tournament bid for Paul Mills' team. Yeah, tournament bid. Look, they, they could have a resume that gets them into the tournament. Right, they could without they could. winning the tournament. They could. But that that's going to take some magical things happening over the next six. Yeah, right. I, I think that's you're why just I'm trying you to could look back on this stretch. Sure. Oh, in the next couple yeah. of months, like okay, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is where you know this is really but, where. But you I make guess the, the question about that becomes: Does that like take a win over Kansas? Wow. You know, to get that, I, I'm not even sure. if you lose that though. I mean, that's a that's a quad one loss, right? It should be a quad one loss. Yeah. yeah. I, it will be a quad one loss, yeah, on a neutral court. Yeah. Sir, almost certainly will be a quad one loss. I, I, all, all that stuff. Look, it. what sucks is we don't get to say it's tournament of rust for Wichita State yet. It's what I want to say. It's what I want this to be every year. I don't know if it's fair to have it there yet this year. I don't think we've seen enough from this team. In fact, I know it's unfair. I, this, isn't, this isn't the team where it's like, oh, this is tournament or bust. It's, it's not. Could they get there? Sure, they could. But I don't think that should be the expectation. I think the expectation for now, and I've said this for a while, is top five in the American, but I want to say it's top three, right? Like, that's what I want to say the expectation should be. Right now, I think that's not quite fair yet. I think that there have been some circumstances that have throttled the upside of this team through players not being able to play. And so let's go with top five for now still. And we're going to see every team in the next six games be basically at that level, right, of what I think we'll see probably. Like if we look back at the American and its five best teams, I'll bet you that that the teams we see them play with, with maybe the exception of Southern Illinois, will be in that same range of the top five teams we're going to see when the dust settles on the American. So this is it. And and only one of these games is a true road game, right? And and don't think those Kansas City games are road game. They're going to be tons of Shocker fans at both of those games. And, and you know, Interest Bank Arena is, I would say it's a home game, except the Shockers have, you know, not always fared particularly well at yeah. Interest Bank Arena. Hasn't so always been great. Maybe it's not. Yeah, and I get it. Like, it's hard to shoot in those arenas. It's going to be the same thing at T-Mobile. Like, you go into those bigger arenas, and it's just, like it's totally different than what you're used to. So I can't wait for it. Uh, we've got the game for you over on KYN, of course, tonight. Pre-game coverage begins at 5.30. Um, I, I, most excited for a Shocker game this year, Tommy? I, I It is for me. I, I don't know about you, but this is, you know, easily to me the most excited I've been for a shocker game all year. long. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty locked into Myrtle beach. Uh, you know, I felt like, especially that game sure. against Liberty, you know, that was, that was a, a big time. It was bad performance. That's why I tuned yeah. out. I was like, uh, but no, I think that, you know, a, a game, a home game, Charles Coke arena, you know, a, a Wednesday night game, you're playing a team in Richmond that, 
you know, they've got some talent. They've got some really talented players, including the seven-footer Neil Perry, that they're going to have to defend and have their hands full with him. Um, sure, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely up for this game, and, and it's, I think it's going to be a really good test for them. Here we go, 5.30. Coverage begins tonight on KYN. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll take a, a brief pause you know, from college basketball. We've been, we're almost an hour and a half in here, and we've been going college basketball. I want to talk about this Mark Cuban story, uh, and I want to maybe get into the Bryce Young thing, but I'm more interested in Cuban. Let's hit that next on Sports Daily. Body Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you. Jad Chambers with us. He's got that IHOP hotline ready for you at 869-1240 if you want to chime in. We've been talking all college hoops, reviewing two spooky games last night for KU and K-State, looking ahead to Wichita State tonight. Let's uh, turn it around. I guess this is a pro basketball conversation, more of a is it a pop culture conversation? Pro, I don't know what it is. Mark Cuban selling his majority stake in the Mavericks. Um, I've seen all kinds of reaction to this. He also announced he was leaving Shark Tank. So you've got like doomsday economists saying, see, look, it's a sign of the times. Everything's going to crash. The world's on fire. You've got people saying, oh, he's going to run for president. You've got all kinds of stuff being tossed out there. Um, I think, I think at, at the minimum, he just made tons of money on an investment. He retains basketball control. He's been telling us, I think, for about a year now that, you know, the Mavericks at some point are basically going to be playing inside some massive, like, resort casino facility. He sold the team, Tommy, to casino people. I- I'm guessing here that, yeah, there may be other things that happen because of this, but I think at the minimum, like, these people offered him a ton of money. He gets to do all the fun parts about this still, which is retain basketball control. And at some point, yes, Texas will eventually get gambling. These casinos are going to just flood into that state. And, and yeah, the Mavericks will probably be a big part of some mega, like, casino. Mini, like, gambling's coming to Texas. The, Vegas Lobby's done a really good job of keeping it out thus far. It's coming, though. It's funny. You go to Vegas, and you still, like— most of the people you see there are from Texas uh, because that's just where you, what's what I would laugh that when I was 21, I went there and I'm like, man, everybody here's from Texas. What's going on? And then, and then I get it, but I, I don't know what to make of all this. No, I don't think he's doing this because he thinks everything's going to come crashing down. Uh, maybe he'd be running for president. I think that's still quite a long shot. I think it's more of just like, you know, like that's too good of an offer to like. You don't have to deal with all the boring stuff now. You get all the money, and you just get to retain basketball control anyway. That's awesome. Well, and on top of that too, I mean, it wouldn't be a casino family buying the team if there wasn't right. the the future yeah. of gambling in the yeah. state of Texas. Like this telegraphs, it's going to happen at some point. Sports wagering and casinos sure and all of that. I mean, it's 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 on its way to the state of Texas. I was in Dallas. Uh, last week over Thanksgiving and you and I were texting back and forth and 
you know, I forgot how frustrating it was that I couldn't bet anything, you know, and like we're talking about <laughs> you're sending me screenshots of your parlays that you have and all that. And I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm in Dallas. I can't bet anything right now. You know, yeah. so it, it's coming. It's going to happen. There's too much money to be made uh, in that state when it comes to gambling and sports wagering and all of that. And then let's talk about just the investment and the money, the ROI that Mark Cuban got. When he bought the Mavericks from Ross Perot in 2000, he bought them for $285 million. It looks like this deal is valued around $3.5 billion for the Mavericks. So he made a ton of money. And the fact that he's retaining control of the operations, that's kind of unheard of, right? Like you sell your that's majority. What I mean. You get to do the you sell, part. You sell your majority stake, but you still get to make all the decisions. You made all the money and you get to make all the decisions. I mean, that's a perfect deal for Mark Cuban. And now you don't have to, you know, decide what color napkins they have in the right. luxury suite. Like you get buy all of that stuff. Who cares? Now where it's just strictly you know, now it's down to the fun part. It's probably like what Jerry Jones would love to have, right? Like, I don't want to mess with the other stuff. I just want to win a Super Bowl. Um, but he gets to do that. I, I think that if you've been down there, too, and I know you have, like that area between Cowboys Stadium and the new Rangers ballpark, there's a lot of space there. Uh, that they, Like, uh, to me, I just keep seeing what's already been built there and really cool being attached. Like, it, it's going to go nuts. And it, it, the bigger picture of this story to me wasn't the, like, what's Cuban going to do next? It's that we're probably closer to Texas gambling than than maybe we think we are. And I, I don't keep up with that stuff anymore. I don't live there anymore. But uh, that's what I took away from that story. But it is very interesting, and we'll see. Could you imagine Mark Cuban running for president? Uh, you know, like another reality TV star billionaire running for president? Like, that would be interesting. Uh, you know, I, and it, it's too late now. He can't run now, but it would have to be in the next one. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, is it too late? It a, is it too late it for this shot. one? I mean, he could he could declare right away and Ooh. jump right in and pretty shake late. things up. Pretty late in the game. He could. It's. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I guess he could. Like, I mean, you run, run as an, an independent. independent. Yeah, you could jump. I would right like in there him to do, do that, that anyway. Yeah. I I joked. You sent me that yesterday. I, joked, I said I'd love to see like five people run, like five people that would actually get votes run, like. Uh, like jump in the race. Let's see what happens. Like the right? Rock, you have a like a yeah, the, the Rock like and the Rock, John Stewart, Mark Cuban. Uh, like I, I don't even care. Like people Taylor that actually, yeah, sure. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Like whatever it is that that like breaks up the system that we have in place, and you know, like you, you know, maybe we could get some people that aren't senior citizens in the mix just to, you know, I'm not, no offense to senior citizens. I'm going to be one someday, I hope. Uh, and I, you know, like, let's just mix it up a little bit, you know, just, just spice things up a little bit. Let's make this thing interesting. Cause right now it looks like it's not going to be that interesting. Uh, we, we kind of know the way this is headed. Maybe, maybe not. I you know, don't know, the thing is uh, Cuban has been more outspoken. I know this isn't a politics show, but he's been more outspoken in recent years about, his oh, sure. viewpoints and opinions and things like that. He's been critical of Donald Trump. He's been critical of Joe Biden. Um, that doesn't suggest that he's jumping into the race necessarily, but he's been a little bit more vocal than what he was in the past. And the other thing, too, is like he looks youthful. He's 65. I mean, he's still he's younger than those two guys. Well, listen, but there by are, comparison. Right, but what I'm saying is there probably aren't a ton of cycles left for Mark Cuban if he wants to throw his hat yeah. into the ring. Sixty five, you're just you're just hitting your you know your prime for politicians. I he think they all got about 65. twenty years I was, left. I was surprised to read that he was sixty five. I would have put him 
I don't know, five or ten years younger than that. You know, if I was if I was a billionaire, I'm not sure I would look 65 if I was 65 either. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can do some things at that point to help uh, not look as old I don't as know. you do. You can age pretty quick when you got a lot of money. What did uh, what did uh, the notorious B.I.G. say? Mo money, mo problems. It, it is. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, isn't it Mark? Is it Mark Cuban or Elon Musk? I don't remember. One of the billionaires, uh, you know, that's whatever, said something to the effect of money. Uh, what, what, what's the good line? It's something to the effect of money isn't everything, but it makes life a whole lot easier. Like something like that. Like, you know, like, let's be real. I also want to point out that's probably going to be the only time I ever quote the notorious B.I.G. on this show. Yeah, I was uh, I'm kind impressed. of out of, kind of, out of place. Kind of out of place. Yeah, a little. I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, you know, like, is Patrick Mahomes eventually running for president? Like, what, what are we going to do here? Can we get a poor guy running for president? Like, a legitimate, like, middle class guy? Uh, you know, like Steve Johnson, uh, who, you know, who just works the factory. Like, let's just get, like, 35 candidates and let's really let's get, get this thing mixed up a little bit. Well, the, the, uh, the closest I can remember to that happening, though, was uh, the the Tiger King guy ran for president? That's oh, he true. did. Yeah, that's oh, a good, good. point. Joe, yeah. Joe Exotic. Maybe Joe non, Exotic. Yes. How about non? How about non criminals? Non con men? Like you know, we got to set some standards here. You know, if you um, want like like a middle class, like every man, average Joe, I yeah, nominate Joe Lunchpail. I nominate Jad Chambers. I'm, uh, I'm Jad, going to. I, I'm I'm throwing I'm my support behind Jad. Jad, I need your. Um, I'm going to need your. What is it? Your your camp, not your campaign. Your your policy goals. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is you need to do. Like, can can we get this four day work week thing we've always been hearing about? Can we get that in effect? Um, I don't know. I think I would what be would... the most scared person that there would be facing a Jad Chambers uh, presidency. Yeah. <laughs> that would terrify me. We you, got, your campaign Jad's, your campaign slogan is please don't vote for me yeah <laughs> can you like just a big picture of jad's face with uh can you imagine this person pushing the nuclear button yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i could never i the, the the geopolitical piece of being president is something i would never be able to do and i don't know how people would ever sign up for that like oh it's fine you know there's fate of the world and society's in your hands that's all like that's a pretty daunting task. I get uh, maybe like, Mark Cuban's up for it. I don't know. I get uh, really angry when I stub my toe. You know what I mean? Like I'm mad when I do that. Overreact. I overreact yeah, I when I stub my toe. I can't imagine if I was in charge of the free world how I. I mean, I would overreact about everything. I, I have a really hard time with things that uh, I'm not patient. I've, I've said that before, and that that feels like a quality that you probably need to have. In that position is some patience. That wouldn't be good for me. You've got like another a, uh, another instant reaction. Another country's leader doesn't answer the phone right away when you call them, so you bomb them right away. Why has he not emailed me back? Yeah. Like, let's up the ante here. We got to put some pressure on <laughs> here. We, I need circled. an answer. Come on. I need an answer by five o'clock. I don't care if it's after hours. Scramble Check the your jets. email. Scramble the jets. Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I, I, I'm not cut out for that job. I know that. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I, I, I guess we can get into this Bryce Young thing just because I keep seeing it. Like, are we really, are, are people really ready to pull the plug on Bryce Young now? I mean, I think the Panthers have done some things that maybe have people a little bit squirrely, and I get that. But uh, to me, the Panthers are telling us, They're not ready to pull the plug on Bryce Young, and they're going to do whatever it takes to put him in a better position. We'll talk about that next on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. It's all Brockton Caster. Jad Chambers producing for us, running for president. He's just got to fill out the paperwork. Um, all right. Bryce Young, Tommy, has jumped to the forefront. Former, you know, former number one overall pick, right? Get it. And the Panthers fire their coach. They're one in ten now. One in nine. One, one in, in ten. ten. One in ten. Um, it hadn't been good for, for Bryce Young. Nine touchdowns, eight interceptions, uh, you know, in those 11 games, only 1,800 yards. He's only, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't been over 250 yards in a game yet this season. His quarterback rating is like 75, which is not good at all. I, I, I think that it's too early to call Bryce Young any sort of bust. I don't think it's too early to say the Panthers made a big mistake. In in not going Stroud or even Anthony Richardson trading all that they traded. Now, what may not be fair about that is they traded away in that trade what would have been Bryce Young's best weapon in DJ Moore. His line hasn't been very good, but you know, with his size and all these things that get brought into that, you know, his he's always going to have some challenges with against a pass rush. 
I, I don't know. I, I think he's wired the right way to work through this. I think of the, you know, as we look at it now, he's certainly in the worst situation of the rookie quarterbacks with the least to work with. But I don't think, I, I think I've seen enough to say he's not going to be better than C.J. Stroud. Well, and I don't think he's going to be better than Anthony Richardson. And maybe not, maybe not, but I think it's way too early to say that he's a bust. Uh, he has no I don't think team he's a bust, him. but was he a mistake? Was he a mistake? He might have been. I mean, he might have been a mistake. Uh, and, you know, again, nobody knew that C.J. Stroud was going to be this revelation this year. I think people thought that he'd be good, right? But I don't think right away on this Texans team, anybody really had a, a thought that it was going to be this way this season as a rookie for C.J. Stroud. Anthony Richardson, everybody said was kind of the most pro-ready quarterback coming into the league as the rookie, and, and he looked really good before he went down with the injury that uh, ultimately ended his season. But I think that, you know, I, meant, I made this point on Monday. Bryce Young has nobody around him. Nobody around him. The team is not good. Now, Bryce Young hasn't been great, right? But they don't have anybody, like the, the skill position players, like who's running the ball? Chuba Hubbard? Who's catching the ball? I mean, your best your best receiver is Adam Thielen, who's a good a good receiver, but I mean, I think he's past his prime, right? And so he doesn't really have the lines not been good. He hasn't had a lot of support around him. And so I think it's too early to say that he's a bust, but one thing the Panthers have to do, and it's going to be difficult because they gave up all this draft capital for the first pick. They've got to try to build a team around Bryce Young to help him out moving forward. Um, look, and, and the other thing is, too, with they tried, right? They brought in Miles Sanders. He was the, I believe, highest paid running back in free agency. They brought in Adam Thielen, who's been really good and kind of been the safety blanket there. They brought in Hayden Hurst. So it's not like they didn't try to bring players in. They did. Yeah. It didn't work, and I don't know how much Bryce Young has to do with that. Their line's not very good. But now the problem you face when you make these kinds of trades is it's going to take some time to build it because they don't have the draft capital to do it. Right. And and so are you going to just keep trying to hope free agents are going to come? Because if I'm a free agent receiver, I'm not sure that I'm like, yeah, let me go sign up to play with Bryce Young right now. Well, and look, you know, so they, they lose Frank Reich. They fire him. They fire Josh McCown, who's the quarterback coach. They fired Deuce mm-hmm. Staley, who is the running back, running backs coach for the Panthers. It's not really any of their faults, I don't think. I mean, we've I, they seen just, and we've seen that story too many times. That's not good for a young quarterback. It's, it's not at all. And you know, David Tepper, the owner, said that you know, of course, they're committed to developing him and putting him in the best position. What other choice do they have? They gave up all this draft capital to go get him and get the number one pick last season to draft Bryce Young. They don't have that pick moving forward for this coming season. The Bears had that pick, right? You know, so they don't have the draft capital to be able to go out and try to even draft a replacement for Bryce Young. So they are committed to him, and it's not good for a quarterback's development when you have to replace a coach. I think back to the Trevor Lawrence situation in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer's the head coach, and it was a right. disaster. They fire that was him. Different though. They fire him midway through his first season, and it wasn't until Doug Peterson comes in, and now Trevor Lawrence is starting to, de- to to develop in the right way. But Frank Reich is Doug Peterson, yeah, right. Like that's what he's there. He's like they, it's it's almost like you saw what Doug Peterson did, and you're like, well, let's get Frank Reich because that kind of works. They didn't make the weird hire, you know, the Urban Meyer. They went with the safe hire. That's what's strange to me about making that change. Like, why would you make that change now? It's not like he was toxic or disruptive. 
It's not working yeah. out. So what are you going to do now? And how many different coordinators and everything? Because we know. I mean, history has shown us time and time and time and time and time again in the NFL. Changing coordinators every year is not the path for a young quarterback. What are you going to do? To me, I think it's obvious at this point. You just go hire Eric Bieniemy and you be done with it. Like, it's time to put all that chatter away. He's proven it now with Sam Howell, who looks good, right, in his first year as a starter. He obviously proved it against Mahomes. And maybe the most glaring example of why, if I were the Panthers, that's what I'd do, look at the Chiefs' offense without him. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, Matt, Matt Nagy. Everybody, oh, Matt Nagy's there. Everything will be fine. Really? What what about that situation and the situation with him in Chicago makes us, you know, you look back at that now and you're like, yeah, that probably wasn't very smart of us to just assume that. And the enemy all of a sudden is gone. They've struggled without him. And Washington, you know, I know they're not winning all the games they should be winning, but you, you'd be hard-pressed to not say that their quarterback is playing better than you thought he would. And so, to me, it gets obvious you do that, but if you do it, you have got to stick with it. You have to. How many quarterbacks that are really good, historical, legendary, great, or even elite quarterbacks were really bad and on really bad teams in their rookie season? I want to be very clear. I am am not comparing Bryce Young to Peyton Manning. They are, I mean, night and day different. But remember Peyton Manning's rookie year. It was really, really bad in Indianapolis. He led the league in interceptions that year. He was not good. The team was not good. It took a couple of years. It took the right coach with Tony Dungy coming in. It took a team being built around him. Again, I'm not comparing Peyton Manning to Bryce Young. I don't think that ceiling is that high for Bryce Young. But it's not just about him. The supporting cast around him has not been good. I do think that it was a mistake for the Panthers to fire Frank Reich because I do think that he could have gotten the best out of Bryce Young with a better supporting cast around him. We'll never know that because they fired him and Josh McCown and you know basically the entire uh, offensive coaching staff. But they got to get it right this time. You know they got to make sure that you know that remember the Colts went from who was it Jim Mora coaching the team. When Peyton Manning was there years, for three though. years, I know, but for then they but then they go to Tony Dungy and it's like a match made in heaven. The Panthers have to let the, the Panthers have to go and find their Tony Dungy. Easier said than done, I know, but they've got to go and they've got to go and find somebody that can help Bryce Young develop in the right way because I do think again he can be a viable quarterback in the NFL. His ceiling probably is not incredibly high, but I do think that he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. I it's um. But don't you think it was important that Peyton Man, even if it was Mora, had him for three years? Like, think about you—you you brought up all the great quarterbacks of the greatest and of the ones that have been really good. How many of them have had coaching changes in their first year, right? Or have changed coaches or coordinators multiple times? And that's a right. list off the top of our head. We'd have to do research on that, but it's not very many. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not very many. And and. So whether it's the right coach forever or not, that consistency is important. And they brought Frank Reich there for a reason. Now, was it the right reason? When we look at Frank Reich's quarterback history in Indianapolis and all that stuff, I don't know. And that maybe it was a mistake in the first place. Doug Peterson made sense because Doug Peterson's quarterback guy, right? If you if you if you're drafting a young quarterback. Have a quarterback guy be your head coach, period, full stop, or have someone around them that is because you just have to help them for a couple of years transition into the league. 
And it, it like history shows us that this is the path. Look at Sam Bradford, uh, Baker Mayfield, like some some really good quarterbacks that it, it kind of has stumbled through because they just have all these changes. And it's what I fear will happen to Justin Herbert, by the way. Um, but like you gotta you gotta let these guys have some consistency. Once they get a few years into the league, then it doesn't matter as much because your quarterback's going to be making a lot of the calls at the line anyway. But I don't know. It you just know, seems I, odd I, I to do, me to I, make that coaching change. Do I think that Frank Reich is this quarterback whisperer and like a, a phenomenal coach in the NFL? I don't think so. So I, I want to be clear on that. I don't think he's like this incredible guru when it comes to quarterbacks. But when he was in Indianapolis. I mean, think about the quarterback instability that he had to manage his way through. Andrew Luck yep. retires. Then they've got guys like Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Like, they went through yeah. all these different quarterbacks in Frank Reich's era. So you want to talk about consistency in Carolina with Bryce Young. Frank Reich himself didn't get any consistency when it came to the quarterback position in Indianapolis. And now he doesn't even like he, this guy has never gotten a chance as a, an NFL head coach to have consistency and longevity developing a quarterback. So I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't know if Frank Re- Frank Reich will ever get another chance to be an NFL head coach. I have no, no idea. Probably he not. He won't. But no. we've never actually gotten a chance to see what he can do with the quarterback and develop them. It's never happened for him. Carolina's next hire needs to 100% be about Bryce Young. Nothing else matters. And I'm I'm just stunned at how often teams don't think this way when they have young quarterbacks. And look, it can work in different ways. D'Amico Ryans obviously is not a quarterback guy. He's a defensive guy. Uh and it's worked it's it worked for Mike Tomlin early on. Uh you know, it it is it can work in other ways, but if you're making that higher and you know it's Bryce, like you have to make that higher with all you're concerned about being the quarterback there. It's what Jacksonville did, and they got it right. Go hire Eric yeah. enemy. I think that the bottom line is that Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. There have been rumblings about that, that he wanted to draft C.J. Stroud and was overruled. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how brutal that And would then be? had to develop Bryce Young and then got <laughs> fired because it wasn't working out. Uh, and circumstances matter. You could switch each guy on their respective teams, and probably you'd have a little bit of regression to the mean in both cases. But I think Bryce Young is going to be just fine. I think he's going to be okay. you got to get the right hire, hey, though. He's not going to be as good as C.J. Stroud, though. He's not. Uh, I, I mean, I'd be stunned at this point if he wasn't the third best quarterback in that class, maybe the fourth. I mean, I, I think Will Levis has looked better. 869-1240, we'll come back, we'll wrap up this. We'll, we got stuff on the network today to tell you about. We'll get you what's on tap next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.